Welcome to another edition of One More. I'm going home and going to bed. Justin Bargo here with Josh Jones. Recording this rendition on Thursday, February the 25th. An unplanned, unscheduled. Yeah, it was a podcast. last minute. Uh, we called an audible. Called an audible. Yeah. <laughs> Hot route. <laughs> Ain't nothing hot about us. No. <laughs> we kissed that goodbye yeah, a long time ago. Right. <laughs> if ever, as a matter of fact. I don't, I don't think know. So. <laughs> so the drink was uh, was your idea. Well, kind of a combination. You thought about doing some sort of roadkill drink. Well, then I And you up. sent me the <laughs> recipe, and I was like, uh, no. I got to tell you, Joe, that sounds awful. It was, cra- <laughs> it was Crown, Cuervo, and Hot Damn. Yeah, none of that sounds good. I mean... Individually, yes. Together, bad. I guess that's why they call it a roast. That's why <laughs> peanut butter and jelly is good. You put that with the uh, bologna and, ma- and mustard, not probably good. not so good. Not good. <laughs> Oil and water. Yeah. So, so, so we did the Texas Roadhouse. Because we kicked ass on the road in Texas. That's exactly right. We sure did. As did Taz Sherman. He did. That's another story. But uh, uh, yeah, so it's some rum and a whole bunch of juices. Oh, rum, pineapple, orange, cranberry. Mm-hmm. And... It's pretty like, sweet. Yeah, it's got a little, got a little, got a little flavor to it. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Probably better than the roadkill. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Probably uh, better than. Yes. The, I mean, there's, there's no question about it's that. A, it's a low bar. <laughs> yeah. It's a low bar. And, and a lot cheaper than the roadkill too. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. We 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 don't really have sponsorships. No. We can't go to high dollar out. Yeah. We're not filming a clone shopping for a hundred dollar bottles of yeah, bourbon. The jury's still out. <laughs> We're on episode 85. Maybe by episode 185, we'll have a, have a, sponsor. a regular sponsor. <laughs> Geriatrics. <Yeah. laughs> Some sort of geriatric center. I don't know. <laughs> One can dream. Uh, I did want to mention this because I got a, kind of a little funny thing to talk about here. But I talked to Garrett at lunch. He actually had an interview with the FBI today. Oh, nice. And they accepted his application. That is fantastic. So he's got to go through a, like, three to six months. Because he wouldn't divulge exactly what it is. I just know it has something to do with firearms. And there's going to be a little bit of a waiting period, but he's cleared the big hurdle. So it sounds like it's going to be right there in Clarksburg. So it's like an entry-level position. Uh And uh, so I think in the interim, they're having a lot of the guard guys help with COVID testing mm-hmm. sites. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do that for the oh, next good. couple months. Yeah. yeah, good. While he's going to school. So. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, he was pretty fired up. So. I have a, there's a VISTA, uh, I, I, I manage this little group of uh, VISTAs, this little cohort, and uh, one of them did the thing he applied, and he said, he and he, he got accepted too. He started, but he's doing more like accounting and stuff like that. And he said, it's been like three months of a background check and all this stuff. It's pretty he said, he said, Josh, your name's on there too because they had to put anybody who I've been you know working under or so so I might get a call from the FBI because, yeah, so yeah. I mean everybody it's a big win it's a big win yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's so much you got to disclose there's on there's that. a lot of lot of vetting going yes, on exactly so. <laughs> hopefully nothing I've done will come back to hurt him <laughs> hopefully hopefully his handlers don't have access to this show <laughs> they will we'll keep our fingers crossed <laughs> But I did want to mention that. Yeah, that that's is, awesome. Was, I mean, that is that's really pretty cool. Yeah, he was pretty fired yeah. up. So, uh, so I'm I'm laying in bed last night. It's like eleven forty-five, and I'm I'm dozing off. I'm in and out. I got Deadwood on, and my phone rings, and I was a little bit disoriented because I was like, "Damn, is my alarm going off already?" And I 
I kind of look over. I, I mean, I didn't drink anything last night, and I'm picking my phone up. It's a picture of Jason Steele. Well, first of all, uh, I got to stop at you. I didn't drink anything. Last I didn't night. drink anything last night. So I've been, uh, I've been oh, trying to. All right, the believability of the story is already going downhill. I've been slowing down. <laughs> I've been taking three, four days a week off. So I look over and I'm like, "Why is Steele on my?" Then I, I realized I was like, "That somebody just calling me." <laughs> so I was like, "Hello," and he's like, "Margo." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I can tell he was out. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah." He was like. You'll never believe this. And I said, well, he said, this young lady right here, of course, everybody's a young lady. Uh-huh. Well, it's one of the ladies I work with's mom. Okay. It's Trish's, <laughs> Trish's mom. Okay. He's at the bar. And I he's, saw her. He's at the Hilltop. Last night. Yeah, she said she saw her. <laughs> he's at the Hilltop Bar in uh, Summers County. Mm-hmm. Beautiful downtown Talcott, West Virginia. There you go. There you go. He's God's country. He said, would you believe this young lady right here said, I'm a tight ass. <laughs> He said, now, damn it, Vargo, you tell this young lady I am not a tight. I said, I, you've been called a lot of things. That tight ain't one of them. I said, matter of fact, three weeks ago, you were the opposite of tight. You were a little bit too loose. Did you ask him what kind of wine he was buying, or red, red white, or blue? Red, red, blue, or green? Yeah, red, blue, or green. I don't know how many sarsaparillas he bought her, but I'm sure there was a few. Well, then there was a lady beside him, and apparently that lady is a retired principal. Okay. And he, her name was Bambi. I think. I don't know if that was her Christian name. Well, give a name. It was an alias <laughs> to kind of throw everybody off the scent. Stage see. name? Yeah, yeah. That's her out and about name. So, apparently, she's a retired principal. So she's, I don't know if he's met her before. So she's kind of sizing him up. He said, Vargo, she's telling me that she, she's determined three things in hanging out with me. I like to drink, I'm good with numbers, and I might be autistic. <laughs> I said, you've been called a lot of things. I don't remember anybody ever calling you autistic. (laughs) So he put me on the phone with these two ladies. Oh, my goodness. Thank God you were sober. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, ma'am, I was like, he's not tight. I said, I've seen him uh, behind the bar at the Whiskey River in North Carolina (laughs) counting out $100 bills, telling them to tell him when to stop. Throwing out Bud Light and Crown shots. Oh, he's he's anything but tight because he told her, he said, I'm he said before he called, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to call one of your daughter's co-workers and we're going to clear this shit up right now. <laughs> he said, because that son of a bitch is going to answer the phone. So once again, the, oh, the namesake of the show never He's a gift that keeps on giving. He never That's disappoints. That's what it is. He's a gift that keeps on giving. He never disappoints. <laughs> So the uh, other big news, kids are back to school five days a week, mm-hmm. thank God. Not only that, you know, Isaac starts, he owes Monday and Tuesday already, so he'll, he'll start first thing Monday. I guess everybody's going back Monday, K-12, right? K through 12, yeah. Yeah, so he'll start Monday. And the big news is, Evelyn's going four days a week, starting oh, March 8th. Oh, nice. She's going to go, they, we had our IEP meeting, and they're going to... That's awesome. They're going to give her a shot. You know, say if it doesn't work out, yeah. it's preschool, we can... We can yeah. Well, but yeah, we're gonna. Well, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, gonna give her a go. That's great. Five, four days a week. So. That's great. That's, that's Mama, awesome. Mama is quite nervous about it. So she, is that right? She don't know how that's gonna go. And I asked Mama, I was like, "Well, what are you gonna do all day now? You have no kids to babysit." She babysit long. She's like, "I'm gonna have to get." The... <laughs> She's like, "I'm gonna have to get that second job." Yeah. I said, "Dad'll be happy about that." <laughs> yeah. She can babysit long, Jones. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah. So that's good news all around. Yeah. I want to start going in the office more because, you know, I went to the office Wednesday. You know, I, we go. Our little team goes every every third week. One of us goes in, uh, just because sometimes you got mail packages, so you gotta have somebody there. 
And then I was talking to my boss, and I was like, yeah, I might start. If she goes to school full time, you know, I'll take her to school and just come in the office for yeah. a little while. So yeah. it's good to be in the office instead yeah. of being at home. Oh, man, I, could. I, yeah. I told you, I did it. I did it for a month last year, and I had to do it for those two weeks when we thought Jaina may have been exposed. I'm not wired up for working from home. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of things I'm not wired up for. Honestly, my biggest problem, and Tash, Tash gets mad at me about it, is that, you know, I get up, I'm up early because I get Isaac up for school. So I get him up, you know, and when he has, can't go to school, I get him up at 6.30. So I'm usually on the computer working about 7, 7.30. And when she comes home, most of our people that we work with are out west, especially me. I work with a lot of They're behind you. So I'm always still on the computer like at 6 or 7. And she's like, you got you got to get away from it. <laughs> Stay step the, back. You got to step back. Yeah. And the problem is you're always reachable because, like, our phone has our Microsoft Teams on it, which is how we meet everything. So you get a message, it rings on your phone. So if you're if you're in the kitchen or something, you got you know you got something. You go back in. It's, yeah. it's not like one in the office. So working from home is good for in a few ways. One, I've saved a tremendous amount of money on gas. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, just a tremendous amount of money on gas. And, you know, that, that extra work, you, it's a little bit longer, you know, the drive. But sometimes that drive is nice because it's your time. You know, I can listen to sports podcasts and stuff like that, listen to our show. Or this show. Yeah, yeah. We're the only ones that listen to it. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so that's all good news. All, all right. Although I do think Courtney, I still don't think she did, but I guess you had some sort of conversation with somebody on Facebook a week or so ago, and you mentioned Shanderpool. So she texted me. She was like, "Who the hell's Shander Pool?" I was like, "Well, if you listen to the podcast, you might find out." <laughs> that's, 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 that's what somebody uh, somebody had commented on our. Uh, uh, I think it was my Dave on on our Facebook post. And it was like, "It's like, well, it was so funny." And I was like, "I was like, I was like, oh, Morgan's conversation with Shander Pool." <laughs> Shander Pool. <Yeah>. Shander Pool. <laughs> It was. It was hilarious. Yeah. I, I wanted to say the same thing to Phil McClung when he said, what's that picture about? And I was like, well, listen to the goddamn yeah, podcast, yeah. Phil. Come on, Phil. Yeah, you're in a boat for four hours at a time. Yeah. You got time to listen to it. He's listening for the fish. Exactly. He's yeah. listening for the yeah. fish. <laughs> so the other thing is the high school basketball schedule was released. Of course, Ethan's on the high school yep. team. And they've got ten home games, six road games. Big news is they got a home game with the Woodrow Wilson Flying Eagles. Really? Oh, that's wild. April they, 8th. They, they going to do it in the Lily Gym or they going to try to play it at the Armory? In the, in the, well, no, it's a home game for O'Keele. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think, are you allowed to do anything in the Memorial Building anymore? I don't know. I thought there was some issues with yeah, the Wilson. I, don't know. I thought Butch and them said they were kind of yeah. let that. I mean, I, it was a voting place, but I don't, I don't know. They'd be better off playing it there. They'd be much better. You can fit a lot more people there. But, uh, That's our We always play Woodrow. They're going to be a limited number of, uh, I think they're going to let six or seven family members in. So That's good. Yeah. So we'll see. So that'll be exciting. And then the uh, rifle team qualified for the national championship. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. As they should. Columbus next month. So we're the four seed right now, but we're seeking our 20th national title. Damn, that's crazy. 20th, so. That is crazy. So good luck to those guys. And yep. then the baseball team got started last week. Kind of had a rough start. Yeah, because they're, they're throwing off the year nationally ranked. 14th. Yeah. And we're 2-2. Two and two. Mm-hmm. I think we go to Coastal Carolina this weekend. But they were, it was split against Georgia State, right? Georgia yeah. State's usually a pretty good program. So, that one game, they got shellacked. Yeah, it was like 11 nothing. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't pretty. It was bad. Yeah. So, But it's early, so yeah. we'll see, see how that goes. And then we had a big, uh, big commit. Day before yesterday, Josiah Davis from Taze Valley Christian via Canada. <laughs> 6'3", 195-point guard lefty for 2022. 
they posted the video of his highlights. He was playing for West Virginia Elite, and he had a he caught the ball in the wing and just went down and just went up and just dunked on some guy, Ooh. which was nice to see for your point guard to do. And then they showed some other highlights. I mean, he still looks a little bit raw, but apparently last year when he played against Isaiah Cottrell's team, uh-huh. they said nobody could guard him. Really? And they said he is fully committed to playing defense. Yeah, that, that's you don't see out of high that's school. That's what that's what I read about those. He's like they. They now he he is better off the ball, but he knows if he wants to go anywhere, he needs to be a point guard. But he is committed to playing defense, and he plays defense well. You don't find that very often. No, exactly. So we could use a little of that. We could. <laughs> yeah, we got we enough did. shooters. We, we could use a little of that. We could definitely use a little bit of that. So, uh, and of course, Huggins is fish for us tomorrow. Of course, it's mm-hmm. virtual this year, but Dave Portnoy from Barstool. He loves Huggins, man. He did a thing on his pizza reviews yesterday, and he's got a Mountaineer jacket on. <laughs> and Huggins tweeted to him. He said, I, I don't even have that jacket. There's something along this line. So he'll be a part of it. And then Frischella, who he loves at WVU. Yeah, he does. And then uh, Deshaun. And then there's a couple other people. So that'll be for a good cause. Yeah. Did we mention a few weeks ago that Deshaun was assistant coach now at William Jensen? I don't think we did. I think we missed it. Yeah, I think we missed that. We got it now. It's pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty happy for him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a good dude. And today's Pat White's birthday, too. No, the goat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Today is his birthday. So, uh, well, uh, well, I guess we'll jump into Texas. Mm-hmm. So, I was at Elliott's watching the game. I missed the last five minutes of the first half and the first five minutes of the second half. Because <laughs> yeah. we had a little roadside <laughs> issue with my daughter. I'm sitting there, man. We're, I mean, and, and Elliott's was packed. <laughs> And we're sitting there, and it's me and Brown and Booth and Randy Duncan and I'm mean, Thomas and all that. I mean, there's Larry Canterbury was out there, believe it or not. We're sitting there. John Stanley was out there. Phone, my phone rings, and it's Jane. I was like, she never calls me. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah. She's like, Dad, help. And I was like, what's wrong? She's like, I got a flat tire. I was like, you don't say. She's like, yep. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be right there. <laughs> I got the phone. I was like, guys, I gotta go. I was like, Jane's got a flat tire. Like, oh, we'll just wait till halftime. I was like, I can't wait till halftime. My daughter's on the side of the road. I'm not gonna wait till fucking halftime. Five minutes in college basketball. It's like thirty. Yeah. That's at the end of a half. No, I'm not gonna wait till halftime. So I drove. She luckily had pulled over at Pinhead. She's like, she was driving with one of her friends. She's like, all of a sudden the car started leaning, and I looked at my friend and said, I don't think the car's supposed to be doing that. And she pulled. She pulled over, and her friend's like, yep, that tire's flat. <laughs> so, so I get over there, I get out, and I you know, open her trunk, I get her jack out. It's one of those scissor jacks. And, uh, you know, I start, of course, I loosen the lugs first, and then I start cranking, and I start looking, and as it's going up, the jack start Oh, no, yeah. So I was like, well, this isn't good. So I backed it off, and I was like, well, maybe this jack isn't good. I was like, I'll get mine. Just mine's, too, mine's too big. Oh. It's, a truck, it's a truck jack. Yeah. I was like, well, this jack's going to have to work. <laughs> so I just went real slow. Got up. Meanwhile, somebody was in a car right beside me uh-huh. running the whole time I'm out here doing this shit. Now, I didn't care. Yeah. But, I mean, if it had been one of us, I'd yeah. probably be like, hey, man, you need a hand. I yeah. mean, there's people walking oh, yeah. behind I can hear people walking behind me. And I'm sitting there. I look down. I got blood all over my hands. I guess I'd rake my knuckles uh-huh. on the ground. And I'm like, it's fine. We're good. You know, and it, I got it off. Got the tire off. Put it back on. Get it back down. Jana's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, your hand's a little bloody. I was like, yeah, it'll be all right. She's like, okay. I was like, just take your friend home. Go home. I said, I don't want you driving around on this donut. Right. So then I hop back in the truck. And as soon as I finish changing the tire, it's some bitch leaves. 
He's like, hey, thanks a lot there, Triple A. Yeah. <laughs> Is your non-sports question going to have anything to do with changing tires? No. Okay. Couple of stories. Do you remember when Jenny got a flat tire when we were working dirty earners in Morgantown? Yes. And she called me and she said, "He said, Josh, I got a flat tire." I said, "Okay, I'll change it." I said, "Give me five minutes. I got to finish counting the money, then I'll be there." See, finish counting money. I walk outside and hear her nanny come down the street driving the car with a flat tire. <laughs> yeah. The other story I have when I moved when I went lived in D.C. I lived with a guy from California and a guy from Wisconsin. I told them, I was like, you guys need to use my car. It's fine. Just let me know. Well, I came home one day from work, and, and uh, I told my ex girlfriend Don, I was like, I was like, I'm just exhausted. I'm going to take a nap. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call when I get up. So I took, I went to my house and, and laid and took a nap. I'm sitting there sleeping. I went to sleep 20 minutes, and the phone rings. And I look at it, and it's Don. So I, so I was like, hey, I was like, I told you I was going to take a nap. She's like, she goes, well, I'm here at the, uh, at the grocery store, and uh, your car is here and it's got a flat tire. And I was like, what? She said, yeah, John and uh, Nate brought your car to go grocery shopping and it's got a flat tire. And they don't know how to change it. So I was like, okay. I was like, first of all, I didn't even know they had my car. Second of all, was change the tire. Right. She's like, well, they said they don't know how. They didn't know how to change the tire. They didn't know how to change the tire. All right. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, come get me because she was with her, her roommate Megan. I was like, come get me. I'll come change the tire. Sure about, I'll come change the tire. So she goes, gives me, I go over there. I get out of the car. They're not there. They I'm left? Like, I'm like, where are they? They're like, oh, they're, they're, they, 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 they started walking back. And I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> Tell they me, double tire back. back here. Yeah. They, gotta, they can learn how to fucking change the tire. Yeah. No, no time <laughs> like the present. Oh, uh, you know I me. Mean? I hardly really ever get mad. Right. I was mad. Not only did you take my car, the tire's flat, you fucking rolled out. Yeah, exactly. Let me change it by myself. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you want all my money in my wallet, too? Those sons of bitches, I'll never, I'll never let them live that down, that's for sure. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good story. Uh, yeah, that, nothing like going out and go change the tire. Did, we, did you have James there learn how to change tires? Yeah, good thing she, to burglar. Well, she, yeah, she, she, was, she was within, uh, well... I was, it probably wasn't really the, uh, let me back up. It was more of a pit row kind of a moment. Uh-huh. I wasn't really ready to go step by step because I wanted to fucking get back and watch the game. <laughs> that and I got injured and all these people are walking by me and I'm just like, and the jack's leaning and I'm like, I'm going to get through this one way or the other. I was actually proud of myself. I didn't get too pissed off. I'm going to get this or die Because when I got back, everybody's like, damn, Mary Earnhardt, how'd you get that tire chain so fast? I was like, well, if you only knew. It'd been faster than Jackass Dixie would have got out of his yeah. car. <laughs> so I hopped back in the truck, and I turned on Creed's like, Texas, in the corner for three. That's their third straight three, and the Mountaineers are now down 19. I was like, well, fuck, I'm not going back to watch the game. <laughs> but I did. I didn't feel like I was out there that because literally I left with five minutes to go in the first half, and usually halftime's twenty minutes. Of course, it took you know it takes probably ten to get anyway. So I get back, got to see the second half. But bottom line, first half Texas was like seventy percent from the field. Yeah, they actually they, they were through the first, the first uh, half, and I think the first few minutes of the second half they were like seventy, got to like seventy seventy five percent. Which they had their first three pointers, first three shots start the second half, all yeah. threes. And we had because McNeil picked up two quick ones, and I don't think I thought I heard somebody say we didn't make a three in the first half. 
I don't. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I thought I saw some. If, if we made any, we made one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, considering we didn't make a three, McNeil was out with two fouls. They were shot shooting 70%. We were probably lucky to only be down 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, they scored 53 points in the first half. 53 points. Honestly. I mean, <laughs> when's the last time a Bob Buggins team gave yeah, up 53 points, points at, at a half? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I was, as we were watching the first half, I know conventional wisdom is when you get, you, guy gets up two fouls, you, you sit him out, but. And I had this conversation because Jimmy brings this up all the time at work. He's like, I don't understand why we just don't let guys play with two fouls because you got two more. And I said, well, I said, if it's Culver or Deuce, I could see it resting them. But a guy like McNeil, I pro- we probably could have got away with maybe putting him back in with four or five minutes to go in the first half because he's not prone to pick up fouls. No, no. I mean, Deuce and Culver, I could see that. But in any event, we were down 10, then we got down 19, and then the wheels came off for Texas. And I thought there was three – Three big turning points. Obviously, the scrub, the scrub, yeah, whatever yeah, they we got were up into. fourteen and eight. We they just hit a three. Huge, and they we were up seventeen. We had three. McNeil hit that three, and they one guy didn't rotate. And I don't know if Jones said something about Ramey's family member. He went after. Well, him. they said I like, give sports. I was like, that, that shit just doesn't happen. Like if that that's like you know somebody getting mad at you because you put the washcloth in the wrong place. It wasn't the washcloth in the wrong. It was the five or six things leading up to that it washcloth. <laughs> it had to have been a culmination yeah, of something. Yeah, exactly. That's just uh, – But, I mean, I, they were never – I mean, because I think from that point on, we outscored them 41 to 20. I don't think Jones made a basket in the second half. I don't think he was like 1 of, 0 of 10. Yeah, one basket. And then, obviously, switching to the point drop was a big, big thing. Because Texas never – they never saw They really adjusted to it. They never saw it. No, we, we trapped out of it, and they never – they, and they we, made terrible passes. And passes. we played more – and Huggins mentioned this, too – when we go to that point drop, he he trusts Gabe more than he does Culver playing oh, yeah. that defense. And Gabe, I trust Huggins. Gabe more than I trust Culver playing any defense. Yeah, you know, honestly, I do too. And that, those play, and then I thought Sherman drawing the fifth foul and Ramey with two and a half minutes to go. Huge. He had twenty eight points. He was seven of eight from three. He he, he wasn't even looking at the basket. A couple three pointers that made it. One you said he he pointed, shot that from Dallas. I mean, he wasn't even looking. No, that shit was going yeah, in. Yeah, he couldn't miss. I mean, he couldn't miss. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he couldn't miss. But we and then of course McNeil got on a heater in the second half. He scored sixteen in the second. Yeah, half. he he was the he was that breakdown from them when they had that little skirmish and then him catching fire right in that middle of that stretch. Yeah, and Bridges hit a three in there. Uh-huh. I think Sherman ended up with fourteen. Matthews actually had a decent game. He had fourteen. Mm-hmm. Taz had fourteen. He had rebounds too. Yeah, he had seven rebounds. Yeah. Deuce had seventeen, but he still kind of had a little bit of off game for him. Yeah, but he was still our leading scorer. But I mean, it was kind of balanced there, but him getting that fifth foul. But then on their – I went back and, and rewatched it, and I went slow motion. And the last shot that Texas got, number one, I, I mean, I literally went s- super slow-mo. Uh, they committed like three fouls on Gabe and Culver. He pulled Gabe down, <laughs> and then after he pulled Gabe down, he rolled over and pushed <laughs> Culver out of bounds. Not pushed him. Like, he had him like he was in a football t- uh, uh, practice yeah. drill. Uh, yeah. Rolled, and I'm like, that dude just committed three fouls. <laughs> so then Sims fans out, and for some reason Matthews went out to the three-point line, which I'm not sure why he did that. And then Sims caught it, and it wasn't a tip. No, it would have. It, it wasn't a count. And Huggins even Cause, said he caught, he caught it. Because he caught it, yeah. And he, he, and you can see it kind of go back where he's catching it, and yeah. it wasn't a tip. So and, it I, and they interviewed Matthews, and I guess Sims, when he had it, he said, game. He's like, I knew when he said game, it wasn't going in. <laughs> well, I think he said that was the, the, uh, the, that guy took the three-point shot right before that. 
before the ball went out of bounds. So I, I thought, thought it was Sam shooting. I thought tip. it was the guy right before. It may have been. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was on the tip. <laughs> In any event, that was a good that was a good one to get. Man. That was a big win. Because again, they have nineteen on the road. And at the beginning of the game, something just looked off. I texted you, I was like, I don't like the way this is going. And then you know, we got down ten and a half. We were lucky to still be close to ten. And then they hit those first three three pointers in the second half, and I thought yeah, I mean, I hopped in the truck, and Tony's like, that's the third straight three from Texas, and I was like, damn. Yeah, I mean, it, started, it was just an awful start to the second half. Just an awful start. And can we agree that the half-court lob needs to be banned? If we, if McCabe, well, I keep saying that. you think he would learn, but obviously he doesn't. He, he did, did last game against TCU. He just, he, he just hasn't figured out that that pass, all our team doesn't work. And, and even the people who can catch it, if they catch it, they get nowhere to do no, with it because momentum's already happened yeah, well, in the basket. Yeah, well, that one night before, night, or Tuesday night, Culver walked, mm-hmm. and then I think the other one went out of bounds. We yeah, well, we got, we got fouled, luckily, that's that one time. That's what it was, we got fouled, yeah. And it bailed us out, but yeah, that's just, that's just so, I, I'm so sick of it. I'm so too. sick of that pass. I am too, but we did get out of there with, uh, get out of there with the win, which was big, so, uh, which took us to TCU Tuesday, which, you kind of figured, of course, obviously we found out earlier that day that, well, I don't think they officially announced it. Everybody <laughs> kind of knew that. the Baylor game Thursday was going to be canceled. But So we, you kind of figure, I mean, everybody uses the term trap game, but, I mean, it was. I mean, it was set up for it to be an ugly game, and we started out sluggish. And you could kind of tell that TCU was kind of taking a page out of Oklahoma's book to where they were going to let Culver get his. Yeah. And I think that's probably what we're going to see moving forward. Yeah. Because he had 15 and 8 in the first half. Yeah. They didn't have him make a check. But I think they also thought that that one big guy there could, could, could at least stay in front of him. Man, he was, was, he was balling. He was balling. He, was, no, he yeah. only had three points in the second half. Yeah, but, that's because he stopped, he stopped staying out. He started standing outside. I don't know shooting, why he did that. He started shooting he kept catching 10, the ball 15, in the elbow. Yeah, and, I, don't, I don't understand why he does that either. It didn't make any sense <laughs> to me. But Deuce was off again. McNeil was off. And considering that, we went for 5 for 21 from 3. We were probably, I mean, considering all that, I mean, Culver had a good half. We were still up six at halftime, yeah, which was good. And then Sherman just he carried us. I mean, he he just got on a heater. Yeah, he was no conscious. He was just launching. No, he didn't shoot very well. It was like five of sixteen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That one stretch, he had like three in a row. It's kind of you tell it just like the air out of them. Yeah. So now Culver did end up with a double double, eighteen and fourteen. And they were talking before the game. I guess he only had five rebounds against Texas, and I guess his mom. Called him and said she could have got five rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he got nine more against, <laughs> against TCU, which is good. But I mean, and the other thing too, man, the second half, we only shot 50%. I mean, for the game, we were 50% from the line. We were five of 21 from three, which is we're, uh, which is uncharacteristic for this team. But we we're getting the ball to him inside, and, and if he is doubled or doesn't make a move quick, they're going to foul him. Yeah. And they're going to make him make free throws. Exactly. And if he doesn't start recognizing that and we don't start putting the ball in the hands of guys that can make free throws, yeah. that's going to be an issue. That's gonna, exactly. Tournament. I told you, you know that game, if I was a team that had a lot of bigs that, and he didn't count your bigs to score, they were just in there to rebound, yeah. I would just throw him at him. And just and I would wait to the second half, and I would just foul him the entire second half. Because if, if, if he's going to keep being on the line and he's going to keep struggling like that, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And they're going to let it – and they're not going to – they're maybe not even doubling at all. Yep. They're going to take away the outside guys, hack him, and make him make his free throws. Speaking of free throws, do you know how many free throws we shot the last two games? 
Well, we shot 37, I think, against Texas, didn't we? I think 30 and 33 against Texas. We, shot, we shot 70 free throws in two well, games. What's their percentage of It's not great, but when you get to the line that That's many good. times, yeah. I mean, if you get the right guys, not only are you getting fouls on them, but you know, you're yeah. getting free shots, you know, which is points. good. Which yeah. is, well, we, we're, we're attacking the basket, too. You know, we deuce attacks. And I mean, he's been, I, Tony talked about it, said his toes bothering him a little bit. And he, he did uncharacteristically miss a couple free throws. and didn't shoot great, but I mean, I think you brought it up in the in the chain too. I mean, the last couple games, the guy he's guarding has outplayed him. The, the last, uh, what's amazing is I look back the last five out of the six, the guy who was played who he's assigned to play at the beginning of the game has outscored him that game, and we have won four of those five that yeah. he was outscored in. That's pretty impressive. It that just shows it's a sign of it's a, it's it's a lot more all around team than that than I thought it was. It is. Be. It is. And, and I did want to mention Bridges because he. I think he only had nine points, but he scored seven in a row there that one stretch. He had five rebounds. He didn't miss a shot. Didn't miss a shot. Those two road games. Didn't miss a shot. And he, he still has a couple lapses on defense here and there, but he, he rebounds the ball. Yep. He's already, in my opinion, through this year, been more consistent than Matthews has as a third-year player. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I, think, I mean, it, it, he doesn't – I don't think he, he tries it for a shot enough. I think he can do more – he has a nice little game in the post. Did, yeah. He had a oh, nice that little, little turnaround he had. I mean, just smooth. And he's going to be a mismatch hype-wise exactly. for whoever he's I think, I think this year he's just kind of feeling his way. I won't be surprised if next year he has a couple big games. He, he very well could. Yeah. And he may still have a couple decent ones. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like the way he's hitting the glass. He, we, yeah. we needed a second rebounder. Yeah. And when he's in, he's, he's really trying to get rebounded. Yes, good. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, we ended up 74-66. We got the win. And then – that same night, Oklahoma got burned by yeah. Can- uh, Kansas, Kansas State, State and wearing possibly the ugliest uniforms <laughs> I've ever seen. What's worse, their uniforms or TCU's floor? Oh, that's a toss-up. <laughs> I should have saved that for my like, sports question. It's like being the prettiest <laughs> ugly girl. Oh, I don't know. That's a toss-up. Yeah. yeah, they're both bad. They're pretty bad. But they pulled it out. Yeah. I mean, which was good for us because that put us in second place. Mm-hmm. We got four right straight home games. We four we, home we, I can't believe we I mean, last week's show we had was called The Shaft because the Big 12 screwed us. And then they rearranged it, which was fantastic. I still can't believe they did it. Yeah. Um, so to where we got K-State at home Saturday, which we we should win. Should win. And then, of course, Baylor Tuesday at 5. And then TCU, I think, is at 7 on Thursday. I don't think they've announced Oklahoma State. Time no, they haven't. To be determined. On Saturday. But, uh, I mean, that's big, man. I mean, even if you go 3-1 and one in that stretch, which hopefully we will, I mean, bar, I mean, Alabama got beat last night. Mm-hmm. Illinois got beat night before last. I mean, the two seed, two seeds didn't play for us. Right it's now. his. We never thought we'd be that. Never, 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 a few a couple weeks ago, we said our ceiling was a three. Matter of fact, USA Today. I looked today. Uh, Lenardi still has us as a three in the region where Ohio State's a one and Bama's a two. Lenardi had us as a, or uh, USA Today had us as a, as a two in the region where he had or they had Michigan as a one. Mm-hmm. Which I find it interesting that both of those didn't have us in Gonzaga or Baylor's bracket, which means we'll probably end up in Gonzaga or Baylor's, Baylor's bracket. bracket. Exactly right. But so, but the only thing again, and I've I've harped on this, and I'm gonna say it again because I called the ticket office yesterday. It is a fucking travesty that this basketball team is gonna play their last four games. We're gonna have a top ten matchup on Tuesday with less than twenty five percent capacity in the Coliseum. Yeah, that is a travesty. Yeah. I hate it for the kids. I would just love to see this team 
with the way they shoot the ball and the way they play, be able to feed off the crowd for one game. Exactly. And, you know, if we get – if we win two of the next three, then you're looking at the Oklahoma State game possibly be a win 900, 900 for Huggins. And you're going to let 2,800 people. But I don't understand why they've already pitched. I called the ticket office yesterday and I said, look, I said, I just got a question for you. I said, what's the situation with the tickets? He said, well – he said, Kansas State, so I said, I understand that. I said, what about the Baylor game? He said, well, I said, when are tickets going to go on sale? He said, probably Friday. I said, how many are we going to do? He said, oh, it's only going to be 2,800. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. He said, we're going off the Montgomery County Health Department. I was like, I said, do you think if we called them that they might change their mind? <laughs> he said, Not if you call them. He that. said, well, sir, I don't, th-. I was like, dude, I, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I was like, I know they don't give a shit about what I say. And I said, I said, it's going to be a top 10 matchup, man. I said, do you think they're definitely set in stone? He was like, right now. He's like, that's all we got. I was like, all right. He said, "He said I will tell you this. He said, the Oklahoma game sold out in eight minutes. Jeez. And I said, well, that means Baylor's going to sell out in 30 seconds. He yeah. Said, yeah. I said, I said, well, if I give you my name and number, I said, could you set two back for me? <laughs> he said, sir, I can't do it. I said, dude, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding, not kidding. He's like, I know you're not. I know you can't do it. So I did talk to Jay Bird last night, and uh, he can't go Tuesday. So I don't know. There's an outside chance that I might be able to go Tuesday. Oh, wow. I don't know yet. We'll see. I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> but that does – that just I just – I hate it for the kids. I man. Even Even 5,000. I mean, 2,800 is, is not even – it's not even 25%. Yeah, exactly. It's, and, and, the, the place says 15,000. And those kids deserve it. I yeah. mean, they, they deserve it. I mean, I was at the Oklahoma game. I mean, there was people there, and you could hear them cheering. But I just just for one game, i just like to see them have just, you know, five or 6,000 Well, the people. way that Coliseum is built, though, you need a lot of people for it to be loud. To be loud. The way, just the way they And, it's, the, and the way it is, you could spread them out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I understand. You and I mean, spread and them the out. other thing is, too, I mean, we're – I mean, the schools are getting back. We've yeah. been, knock on wood, nobody's been red in the state for like a week or two. We're trending in the right direction. Bars and restaurants, no, Bars are at 75%. 75%. <sighs> yeah. All right, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a break and hit the last segment. Sounds good. Welcome back to One More and I'm Going Home and Going to Bed. We're here with uh, four questions for two assholes. Picking our Texas Prince. Roadhouse. Great movie. You want to uh, roundhouse kick somebody? I, I don't think I'd get my leg up that high. Well, good, because I'm the only one here. So That's I true. Have to jump in your door. Well, I'd always, <laughs> always kick that chair. <laughs> Not that I don't deserve a roundhouse kick every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah you probably do. <laughs> you probably do, sir. All right, so I'm going first on sports? You're going first. All right, so we can say that we have some of the smoothest shooters we've ever had at Morgantown right now. At one right. time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just in general. Just mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's a a prettier shot than than uh, than McNeil's and and Taz has got just a, a beautiful stroke. And I think Bridges has got a nice compact shot. Bridges has got some. a good shot. But if you had to go back in your lifetime, of people you've seen play at WVU, who's your Mount Rushmore of shooters at WVU? Shooters. Uh huh. Your top four shooters. Top four I'll, shooters. I'll give you mine. Well, I, I got to put Pitts Noggle in there. Okay. He's one of mine. Uh, line was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Do I want to put... See, Greg Jones was kind of before my time, but 
You talking about the first Greg Jones or the second Greg? I'm talking about shotgun Greg Jones that got caught stealing deodorant from Kroger. Yeah, there, there's yes. another, there was another Greg Jones where him too could shoot. Yeah, but but that Greg Jones, shotgun could, Jones could, could shoot. shoot. Greg, the other Greg Jones could score. Yeah, yeah. It'd be hard not to put Sherman and McNeil on there. Okay, I don't have them on there yet. I'm trying to think. Let's see. It's tough. Uh, we'll give you, I'll give you my four. Maybe jealous memories. My four are Chris Leonard. Much as I can't stand him because he dribbled off his foot all the time. Was he that good of a shooter? Oh, man, his shot was fantastic. But did he make it a yeah. lot? I just don't remember him making that many. Yeah. I think he averaged like 42%. was like 90-some percent from the free throw line. Maybe he did. Yeah. Pitsnoggle. Pitsnoggle. Casey Mitchell is probably Casey one of the prettiest Mitchell. shots yeah, I've ever I seen. Casey Mitchell. I mean, it was just a smith. And then Dale Blaney. Dale Blaney? He, from the mid-'80s who out to. I grew up watching. I'll tell you who should be I on that list. I can't remember his name forever. I'll tell you who should be on that list is Tracy. Tracy Shelton should Kettler ruined it. Tracy should be on he, he was He is the prettiest shot I've ever seen coming out of high school. And, and his fresh shot, he was fantastic. But then, and his shot was always good, but he, it just didn't have confidence. I tell you, he was an underrated shooter from three is Gansey. Gansey was an underrated shooter. That Marquette from three. game, he hit eight. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. That might one, be a school record. It might be. It still might be a school record. Because I know he did mm-hmm. hit eight in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, and Frank Young. Frank Young was game, a, Frank, Frank Young. Young had a pretty shot. He might might squeeze him on there. Frank Young could shoot. Yeah, he could shoot. He carried us to the NIT. Yes, he did. So Frank Young. So hey, my four. Nobody on the Final Four team, ironically enough. Exactly. All right, okay, was Casey Mitchell on that team as a reserve? He was. He was on that team as a reserve. He he barely played, but yeah. But whenever we got down, you know, and then we we carried that traditional with Johnny West. Whenever we got down. Oh, we needed a shot at the end. We bring him in, put him in the corner. Yep, put him in the corner. <laughs> I'll tell you who else made some big shots from it. was Lionel Armstead. Lionel Armstead. Wow, yeah. I mean, we beat that, hit that shot against Marshall. Marshall. That was the game that Garrett chugged the beer and <laughs> Leslie went in the fridge to get one. They were all full of water. <laughs> well, I wonder how that happened. I don't know. <laughs> Probably because I'm a piece of shit. I'm glad I brought that up. No, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, all right. So... We got two weeks of the regular season left, and then we got the Big 12 tournament, which right now we're, it looks like if all things hold, we'll be a two or three, yeah. probably in that scenario. What's weird is Kansas might end up being a two because they'll have a better percentage, even though they might have more losses than we do because we yeah. haven't played as many games. See, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, so, something like that. But at the end well, of it. there are two now. They at more games at the end do. of it, though. If we'll, the we'll schedule plays out, we'll only be missing one yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, so we'll catch up. So we should catch up. We should catch up. If we just hold serve. Right. All right, so two or three. So right now we would play Tech, assuming they beat Kansas State or, or Iowa State in the first round. Hard to beat a team three times. Mm-hmm. And then if we win that game, we'd probably play Oklahoma. And then the NCAA tournament, we're there two or three. So my qu- I kind of have a two-part question. Okay. Are we going to win more? I don't, want say, I don't want you to tell me what you want to have happen. Gotcha. Are we going to win more games in the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament? I think we win more than the NCAA tournament. And do we have a better chance of winning two games in the Big 12 or three games in the NCAA tournament? I think we have a better shot at winning three games in the NCAA tournament because we get that week of rest. If, if we were the Mountaineers of old, we could beat you to death back-to-back games. But I, we're a team of shooters now, and shooters get tired. And I got a feeling, and, and Culver, you know, he, he gets tired in games. So I think back-to-back games are bad for us, and especially against back-to-back games against quality teams. Teams we've already played. Yeah. 
With that said, we are also one of those teams that when it comes to the NCAA tournament that everybody's going to hate picking. Because we could go if we have one bad shooting night, we're, we're done. done. We're done. Because we're not playing defense to stop anybody. If we have a bad shooting night and Culver gets in foul trouble, we're done. We're done. It's over. So so we we are that we are the risk reward team of the NCAA tournament it's bracket. It's going to be real. We are going to be completely reliant on. I mean, the whole NCAA tournament is all about matchups. Yeah. And that's going to be our saving grace. Yeah. Or our demise. Or demise exactly. One we two. we could be out the first weekend. We could be a Final Four team. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. So that would put us in the Elite Eight. Three yeah. games. Yeah. I'd have never guessed that. I thought, I thought the best was your second round weekend. Well, and I mean, really, if you think about it, right now the Big 12 is going to get seven teams in, and I think the lowest seeded team is Oklahoma State as a six seed. Yeah. That's a gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. That's a gauntlet. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. A lot of good teams, a lot of good players, a lot of good coaches. I agree just Big 12 is good. I agree with that. Yeah. All right, non-sports. So, Jana decides last night she's going to give the, the new kitten a bath. Oh, good Lord. In the, in the bathroom. I don't think I've ever given a cat a bath. Well, Jana decided she wanted to last night. Okay. So she said, Dad, you want to be a part of this? I said, I'd love to be an observer. <laughs> did you film her? Like, she, did you? No, uh, I didn't do so that. But, <laughs> so she fills up the tub. You know, she's talking nice to the kitty, this and that. She's got her shampoo. and She sets the kitty in the water. And she starts to, you know, kind of slowly get her acclimated to the water. And all of a sudden... Boom! That son of a bitch jumps up, knocks all the shampoo bottles down, jumps up on top of the toilet, darts out of the fucking bathroom, water everywhere, goes underneath Jana's bed. You know what I mean? Jana's like, I didn't even put shampoo on her yet. Do you remember the, I don't know if you remember the Looney Tunes cartoon with Pepe Le Pew and that cat he used to always chase? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the episode when she's holding her out the window and she falls in that vat of alcohol and he falls in the vat of paint? And he comes out, and he's like, whoa. And she's like all shriveled up. But that's what the cat looked like last night. I had to Google it because I was like, Jane, you remember that picture? She's like, no. I was like, I failed as a parent. You know this is. So I had to Google that cartoon snippet and show her. She's like, oh, shit, that's what the cat looks like. I was like, yeah, I know. So she finally got it back in there. Same thing. She got shampoo on. Now, Trigger... He won't even, when he walks by the bathroom, he won't even look in the bathroom. Yeah, he hates baths. Will not even look, I mean, would not even turn his head to the bath. Like, matter of fact, he speeds up as he gets there. He's like, oh shit, we're there. So, as catastrophic as that whole situation with her was with all that, and I've had some mishaps with with pets. I mean, can you think of a good mishap with uh, with any of the pets that you've had over the years? Oh, I mean, every time I gave your share in a bath was a... was a treat because he hated it. It was funny. You, you would say, you're saying, you go for a walk. His, he'd tell him why. He'd say, we'll take a bath and he would yeah. slouch and <laughs> move away. Yeah. I mean, he just hated baths. So there was one time, there was one time, like, just keeping him in the bath was tough. He would sit there and he'd always want to try to get out. And I think it was one time, I think I was getting, I got him out of the bath and I was trying to dry him off and he raised up and hit me with his head and knocked me out. Knocked you out? I woke up. I was laying on the floor. <laughs> he had knocked, he the fuck knocked out. me out with his head. He whack. <laughs> it just dropped me. <laughs> that, you know, the time, there's not really a bad story, but uh, my favorite West Street hat was missing. I was like, where is my W hat? And I went out in the yard a few days later, and, and Yo's poop was my hat. Yeah, he ate. He, he ate, ate the entire hat into little yeah. pieces. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had a lot of issues with uh, fish. And hamsters, too. 
I mean, the Grim Reaper and fishing him. I remember at one point in time, like I brought that one fish home and we stuck it in the tank and it literally went and then came right back up. <laughs> and Jana said, Daddy, is it supposed to be doing that? And I was like, no. <laughs> we go back to Walmart back when they sold, I don't think they sell fish anymore, but you go back there and all the fish would see me and they'd all go to the back of the tank. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, he's back. <laughs> I remember when you lived me and you had those uh, hamsters. And that one hamster was going to hell on that wheel that one night. And I was like, I can't take it. Take so the wheel I, out. I, got, I took the wheel off. <laughs> I was like, sorry, you just got to get fat. Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can't take you running That was cookie because the other one didn't make it too much. <laughs> I remember coming home from work at one day. And I, no, because we had the camp hamster's cage on top of the piano. Yeah. And he was just laying there. And I like lifted it up. And I took the stick. And I was like, oh, shit. He's, <laughs> he's pr- He's probably not supposed to feel like that. There's probably there probably should be some give right yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or he might, you know, try to move to the poking of yeah. the stick. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Alright, your turn. Alright, so we just got finished the colossal road trip through basketball, but do you have any good road trip stories? For just in general. Just a just a road trip you've been with your buddies, family. I got three road trips. Well, I mean, obviously, that senior week trip was rough, <laughs> which I think I mentioned before when I threw up in the cereal box on the way back. I went to, we went to Bush Gardens about five or six years ago with somebody I was in a prior relationship with. <laughs> and Coming back, got stuck in traffic on 64 for nine hours. Oh! And it was me and her and two 13-year-old girls and her 19-year-old cousin. Oh! And that sucked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sucked. And we had to leave Bush Gardens the day before early because we got caught in a lightning Uh delay. So we were stuck... Under the shelter for like two, they shut all the rides and shit down for like three hours. Oh, that's a, that should have been a harbinger of things to come. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really should have. Yeah, looking back, there was a lot of signs I probably should have seen. But yeah, we were stuck in a damn in a, in the car for nine hours, man. I mean that was terrible. And then I mean, of course, well, I mean, any time that we, I mean, obviously the RV thing on the way yeah. back was with Jimmy, which we've we've been through that ad nauseum. That was that was probably one of the more memorable. I don't, I don't know if you'd really classify that as a road trip. Yeah, I mean it was a you know coming back from a football game, but I, somebody brought that up the other day again. Well, we can't escape that story. <laughs> but then near the beginning of the show, didn't Jimmy do a mea culpa? He did. That's what I thought. He did, yeah. but it doesn't stop anybody from taking shots. <laughs> it's ingrained in society's yeah, end. What do you do? <laughs> the three that I can think of, we'll start off with the most recent was uh, when I drove to the, we drove to the Grand Canyon about five or six years ago, six years ago now. Me, Tash, and Isaac. And uh, we decided to break it up on the way there. We went to Missouri and stayed the night. Went to Oklahoma, stayed with her friend. Went to New Mexico, spent the night. Uh, spent the night in Arizona right before the Grand Canyon. Then, then camped at the Grand Canyon. On the way back, we decided we were just going to drive. So we couldn't drive anymore. Stop spending the night, drive the next day. But we're driving back. We're getting we're going through Texas. And Tash loved Jimmy John's. And she had also had was decided to give up smoking because... They, you couldn't buy cigarettes at the Grand Canyon. They don't sell cigarettes. They don't sell any of that stuff. Anything that could light a fire, they do not sell. Right. So so she didn't realize that when we got there. So she was like, well, I'm going to stop smoking. So she tried to stop smoking. So we're on the way back. 
And we are through Texas, and she sees a sign for a Jimmy John's. And we're on a highway of five lanes, and I'm in the far left lane. She's like, oh, let's go to let's go Jimmy John's. the Chinese girl from let's Family Guy did. So I was like, I can't, I can't get over there. I can't go. Look out left. Everybody, here I come. I'm Good eight, luck, everyone I'm else. I'm eight lane change with no signal. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> so I couldn't do that. So, so I was like, I, I, this got, it's, we're in Texas. So I was like, there's got to be, there's going to be a Jimmy John's here soon. We drove for the next two hours, and there was not not only no Jimmy John's. There was nothing to eat but Denny's. Oh. And Denny's. So, so she she was furious. At the point in time, I was driving, and I thought, you know, I just push her out of the car. I don't think you made it. Nobody would even know. She just, you know, she went to sleep on the side. Yeah, and boom. Boom. <laughs> so, so, so about that one. The one before that, well, the first road trip I remember was going to Key West um, for spring break in college. And we drove that night. We, we had a van, and we were going to switch up who was going to drive. And I ended up, for some reason, I ended up just excited. I stayed up all night. So I I was talking, and I drove a section up, and I would stay up and talk to the person who was driving. And we got down there, and they wouldn't listen to the room, so we went to the liquor store and started drinking. So I had been drinking. I had no sleep, been drinking all day. We went out downtown. I was hammered. I told those guys, like, guys, I can't. It was like 9 o'clock. I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I was like, I, I have got to get some sleep. So I was like, I'll just meet you. I'll just meet you guys back at the hotel. I started walking back to the hotel, and got lost. <laughs> By the time I got back to the hotel, they were already back. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn. I spent I spent four hours walking around Key West trying to find our hotel. The my last one was was uh, when me and Dave quit our jobs. When I uh, I quit out back and he quit Kroger's. We that was right before we did our first. Then you worked out back in uh, Bridgeport. Did yes. You? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, that was our. We were going to have a slow bomber. It was in South Carolina. So Dave and I had a little road golf trip. We actually came visited you in High Point. That's right. I do remember. We that. went out yeah. and drank at that college bar for a while. Mm-hmm. Leslie was not happy with any of us. I don't think she said goodbye to me or uh, a day was we were leaving the next day. Is that right? <laughs> I think she was a little pissed. <laughs> I'm glad she was pissed with somebody besides me. <laughs> I'll never forget. First of all, I was terribly gassy that trip, and I kept lighting Dave up. I mean, just lighting him up. Poor guy. He deserved it. <laughs> and I rolled the window and I locked the window and all that stuff. And, and every time we played golf somewhere, we had a song like, uh, oh, what was that song? It was like, uh, keep your head down on it, drive, drive. Keep your head down on it, put, put. <laughs> so it's like a terrible song the entire time. He was infatuated with Dotto the entire trip. We listened to a lot of Dotto. And then, but the last, the last stretch was like a two-hour stretch to South Carolina. I think we just been like with Swing. And uh, and he was gassy, and he was killing me, and he reveled in it. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I mean, I'm sure he did. Just a look on his face, and he had exacted revenge for that last, last few days. <laughs> Priceless. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's my road trip story. That's there, good. There's a couple more, but... Yeah. Uh, there's one we went down on a spring break or for uh, senior week where we picked up two hitchhikers, Paul and uh, Dilron. We couldn't remember the other guys' names. We Dilron, Dilron. Dilron. <laughs> probably an appropriate name. Yeah, we're pretty sure they were selling guns out of their duffel bag. All right. Oh yeah, good times. They were just out of prison. They needed to ride. They were hot, <laughs> hot guns. <laughs> Can't be any worse than that ride back George had from Jacksonville. No, no, that's the worst road trip. That's ever. the worst road trip ever. When your uh, just uh, recently married wife won't talk to you for ten hours, mm-hmm. that takes the cake. Thanks, Ivy. It does. <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna uh, we probably won't do a podcast next week because 
We're booked all week unless we squeeze it in Monday or something. So. Three and one, two and two, four and zero. Oh. What do you think? I'm going three and one before we see each other again. I'm going four and zero. Oh. Woo! I like it. I'm in. One, one more, I'm going home. I'm going to bed. One more, I'm going home. I'm going to bed.